Welcome back to HodgePodge. I'm your host, Allison Quackwitz. Today's guest is Stacy Hawks, the author of Dividing Ridge, the Unsolved Murder of Elva Brannock, Inked in Blue, and two other poetry collections. She's also working on her second novel due out later this year. She's the host of the Writing Wall podcast, which features indie authors, poets, and bloggers. Her stories focus on the mountain community she is proud to call home and the history of the Appalachians. Stay tuned for more here on HodgePodge. Welcome to HodgePodge, Stacey. Hi, Allison. Thank you for having me. I am so thrilled to have you on today. Um, hoping that you can tell our listeners a little bit about who you are. Well, my name is Stacy Hawks, and I'm the author of Dividing Ridge, The Unsolved Murder of Elva Brannock, and I'm also the host of the Writing Wall podcast. Both of which I love. <laughs> <laughs> and w- so with that, let's start... Um, our conversation with your book, Dividing Ridge, uh, The Unsolved Murder of Elva Brannock. Um, this is based on a true crime story and which took place in your, uh, in your home county. Is that correct? Yes. And so, you know, I just loved this book and hoping that you can tell a little bit about what inspired you to tackle this historical crime mystery. Well, you know, I think it's kind of like Bryn McLean said, I think stories choose their mm-hmm. author. And I mm-hmm. think this story just sort of chose me. Um, in 2008, I came home and had finished my bachelor's degree and I was looking, yeah, just for something to do, uh, just kind of fill my time. I love to write. So uh, naturally I decided to go through some things and went through some boxes and I found my grandmother's old scrapbook. And in it was this article from uh, 1980 by Terry Martin of the Winston-Salem Journal. And it just told this story and how it had been unsolved. So I thought, wouldn't it be cool if you just sort of went through and laid it all out for someone and put it in a book format. So how in the world, you know, what we were talking earlier, you know, about the research process that goes into an endeavor like this. So can you talk a little bit about the research and the organizational process you followed in writing the book? Sure. So I started with the newspapers. Um, of course, you know, they're, they're more chronologically inclined. Um, thankfully, our local newspaper had kept and archived a lot of articles from 1920 all the way up till today. Um, they try to salvage as much as they could. So they have a great archive. I would go in there and spend hours just going through newspapers. Um, then I started wanting to get into um, the genealogy of the family or the family history and also the genealogy of other people that were involved in the book. Cause there are some real people in the book. Mm-hmm. And so I would spend time down at the register of deeds office. All these files were kept separate. <laughs> so I tried my best to like have little, <laughs> little folders, little binders, stuff, you know, <laughs> and, then, and of sticky course, notes. <laughs> sticky notes. And then, Oh gosh, I had a notebook I carried around. That thing was so ragged. Um, <laughs> by the time I got done with it all. Um, but uh, I had the notebook and the notebook was also used to like sketch out scenes for the book. So like I would get an idea. 
and I would sit and I would sketch out the idea and the scenes for the book. Um, our courthouse also assisted. They had some they had some stuff there, but not not a lot. Um, really was hoping to get my hands on her real file, but um, mm-hmm. couldn't do it. So I just had to sort of go with go with what I had as far as newspapers went and followed it chronologically. So just a lot of different places to go for research information and a lot of different um, resources as far as primary, secondary. Our county history uh, historical society has also done a great job uh, having historical society books here for us that we can pull from information from about our county's history, what was happening maybe around 1937, past businesses, because the businesses in the book are real too. You can visit these places. Mm-hmm. I love that. And, you know, can you, can you describe a little bit about the, the storyline? Sure. Um, this um, Dividing Ridge is a true story, as you mentioned, about an unsolved crime that took place along the Blue Ridge Parkway in 1937. Um, a young woman goes missing on her way to school, and the community is kind of left on edge. Um, they're not really certain who done it. And so it kind of, it divides, it divides the community a little bit. With news spreading quickly of her disappearance and gossip swirling, it's up to local law enforcement to restore a sense of safety and one determined sheriff to bring justice to her family. So that's basically what the story is about. But it's yeah. also about so much more. I mean, we've got, there. you have to read the book because it it's, is. yeah, yeah, because it's a little more in depth and, and you've read it, you know. Yes, and I did, and I loved it. And um, <clears throat> because you do a great job of capturing the scenes of what possibly of you know, how we could imagine this crime that happened in the 30s, of, <laughs> in the yeah. 1900s yeah. now, right? Yeah. And so you do an excellent job of drawing a picture for the reader. And then also relating back, you know, that this is historical and that you are reflecting now on on this and I think you even were able to did you personally speak with a uh, a family member or someone there was something sticking out in my my mind (laughs) yes we uh we were able I mean because the book got published I was able to meet some of Elva Brannick's family members Mm -hmm. Uh, a neat connection that I've recently made is that the lady who owns a touch of grace here on main street that's now carrying the books she is actually Elva's great niece oh wow yeah and then also Sheriff Walter Irwin he's a real person his granddaughter um, Brenda Irwin Frizzell, she lives in Tennessee, and she actually came to my book signing, and I got to meet her, oh, and wow. we, we've been great friends ever since. So, oh, that's awesome! You know, I think it also, and I'll kind of bring this back to you and I were had <laughs> talked before about our love of North North Carolina. You, we come from opposite sides of North Carolina, me from the coast growing up and you from the mountains of North Carolina, but that we have such a, um, we just are lovesick puppies for, for our, our home state and for its history. And, um, and I just think it's so cool when people take the time to bring alive a story like Elva's you know it's such a sense of community and loss and and what a community 
that you grew up in would have experienced. And, and I just think that's so important. It, it, it really is. And, and it's amazing how many great stories there are here in North Carolina. Yes. That I, that I, that I, I, I don't think many of them have been explored. I mean, you know, if, if, as a writer, personally, I think you can take, you know, anything and, and you can even take the, you know, take the fact out of it, take the newspaper out of it. You could kind of make and shape a story of your own and it'd be just as good as anything from a newspaper. But in this case, I felt like, you know, if, if we can provide some answers or some clues or maybe, um, you know, bring about some kind of justice for the family. Right. That important. <laughs> But, you know, not to, to ruin, or to, but this is an unsolved case still, you know, hence the, the, in the title. And so it is still a mystery, but do you have any? <laughs> I get asked this. <laughs> do you have any idea who did it? I have my, I have my, um, I have my uh, suspicions of who, of who may have been involved, but you know, I mean, without any concrete evidence, you really can't say one say way that. or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I found it fascinating that this case actually went through 10 sheriff's administrations. Wow. Yeah. So all 10 sheriff's administrations really tried, they pulled this case, really tried to work. And I feel like Sheriff Irwin did probably the most of any sheriff because he was, and and he, I say that because for his time period, the stuff that he does to try and find this murderer or these murderers um, of hers, you know, is, is way out, you know, beyond, beyond his time. Yeah. I mean, he's doing stuff that's, you know, that's only done today. So, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, the other aspect of this book is that we live in a true crime obsessed <laughs> society, <Yes>. right? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, we not everyone, but a lot of us have love true crime books and television, you know, series and um you know, we just love to try and figure out who done it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, and um, so it, it is such an a, a great read for anyone who is interested in true crime and especially um, historical um, uh, true crime. So well done, Stacy. I just <laughs> I can't imagine doing all the research that you did for this. So. <laughs> Yeah, and we, and we and we interviewed people. I mean, I interviewed several people. Um, I interviewed. There's an interview in the book, just one of them, um, that I felt was yes. poignant because the lady's mother went, you know, knew these girls. She mm-hmm. knew this. Um, so that was really interesting to do. Anytime I, I, I like primary resources for that reason, it kind of backs up and kind of, you know, just sort of instills that this is that you're on the right track with the story. Yes, yes. And at the end of the book, you know, I got goosebumps because you had um, her. You're going to give away my ending. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just telling, you know, that there's some, some awesome presence at the end. So I won't tell then. Yeah, that are just awesome. And so I just love it. Anyway. Okay. (laughs) 
I'm not going to ruin your book for our <laughs> readers. That would be terrible. <laughs> so let's talk about you. You're working on a new book. I am. Yes. We, uh, I hit my, my, uh, my go date yesterday. I was like, Oh, thank goodness. You know, I, I hit it in time the first WIP draft and it's being printed now. So we're looking forward to that. We've got it set up possibly to come out in November, but pre-order and all that will be available late October. So we're just, we're just gearing up for all that doing cover. Um, I, I chose my cover. Uh, can't wait to share it and dying to share it all plaster it all over <laughs> you know twitter and yeah. instagram but can't do it quite yet because we're still working on the book trailer too so can you been, tell anything about it i can say that it deals with fast cars fast money and a gang I will oh say that. yeah and it is it's another local story it actually was based on a local story here loosely based but it, it is sort of based on it and uh, i thought i got the idea for the book from that again thank you newspapers uh, <laughs> I bet I have an idea. Not of the actual story, but maybe about what it stems around. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. I love it. I love it. And uh, North Carolina mountains and the area that you're from out of Sparta is just absolutely gorgeous. And like you said, it, it is so filled with history. Um, and so I'm sure every day, you're probably like me, you're inspired by a story so much that you're like, Oh, man, I want to write about. That. Yes, yes. <laughs> but if you just had time, if you just had all the time in the world and energy, right? To, I know. to just yeah, exactly. constantly. <laughs> constantly sit there and hammer it out no yeah. I'm, i mean while i was writing dividing ridge book two uh book two showed up while i was writing dividing ridge and you know how you get when you start writing a book and then you see something else you're like oh yeah right. um so that's <laughs> i so that's call that i personally call that my inner squirrel i'm yeah. like i'm like oh well look at that that's i, I need to go do that i need to go that's do good. That. that might be my spirit animal actually <laughs> I, I graduated from brevard college i don't know if you've ever been to brevard yes, the white i the love white brevard. the white squirrels <laughs> yeah. yes oh gosh that's hilarious and i would i i definitely i can <laughs> identify with that but yes brevard what a beautiful area oh man waterfalls galore Yes, and you were you were a, an honors student at Brevard, is that right? Yeah, I I actually gave tours at Brevard College to prospective families too. So I used to be on the presidential circle there. Enjoyed wow. that a lot because I learned a lot about the college's history and how it combined with Weaver and and another Rutherford College, I think, there and became Brevard College. Yes, that is awesome. Um, so when you're not writing all of your your own books and um you even have uh another book and a couple of uh, uh chapter books of poetry is that correct yeah i have i have three poetry collections my fourth one will be out later this year as well the the earliest one is inked and blue and then the one that we recently made available for KDP was actually my first poetry book. 
um, but it's actually now available in Kindle format. So it's yeah. called The Writing on the Wall. And I oh. guess kind of leads into. <laughs> it does. And that was what I was going to ask that, you know, when she's not <laughs> writing all these wonderful um, prose and, and novels, um, she is the host of The Writing Wall podcast and it features indie authors poets bloggers all all kinds of fabulous people but you really do a fantastic job as an awesome resource for writers authors as well as readers thank you i appreciate that yeah we have enjoyed doing it it's been going on now for two seasons we're heading into season three in august so we got our lineup for august we appreciate everyone that like submits their their books and trusts us to promote them and have them on the Stacy. Yeah. Are you there? Okay, yeah. We cut out. I'll oh, edit this out. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I okay. Thought we uh, the, the last thing I heard you say was, um, oh, shoot, you were um, promoting everyone's work on, on uh, right online. So just start back from there. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's been a great experience helping other writers promote and make connections and also to help other readers make connections with new authors, possibly authors they may not have ever heard of um, through the writing community. So it, it, it's just been it's just been wonderful. And it's also helped me, you know, connect here locally as well with our own writing group. Allegheny Writers um, asked me to be a Hooked on Books host for this season. So from January till May 13th, I've been hosting one on one author Q&As with local writers and uh, traditional authors you are a busy lady yes <laughs> yes it's been a busy few months but it's good I mean, I mean it's good I'm learning a lot I'm adding to my own to be read list TBR um and yeah. you know and I'm also adding to others locally so others locally are finding the story is really awesome and some of the guests that we've had on the writing wall podcast have agreed to talk to Allegheny writers and even like Donna Everhart she's agreed to talk with us afterwards this month and she's looking forward to a summer visit here so wow excited about that yes that is awesome and you and I were talking about you know it's really fun because you and I it's kind of a unique uh um relationship now that we are are finding you know to be to be in podcasting um and be writers ourselves and then also be given the gift to be able to talk to so many amazing authors and writers and just how how inspiring it is and I, I want to tell you I absolutely loved your bonus episode with Brim McLean Oh, Bryn is awesome. She she is she is a really awesome lady. She was our mountaintop stop author last year. So Bryn was here too. Got to meet her and she did book signings and things like that. It was all COVID friendly. It was very it was very nice to have that set up. Um, all props to Allegheny writers there for that. But yes. Bryn is a fabulous lady. I mean, yeah. have her on your podcast. I, she'll do it. She'll yeah. do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would love to talk to her. She's just my kind of people too and she um talked so much about her her book and the process and the story behind her her 
her book one good um mama bone and it was just awesome to hear that um you did a fabulous job and another interview that i absolutely adored was your interview with georgianne um eubanks that was that was a great too who's she's writer producer author yeah, Emmy, Emmy Award documentarian too. She's done numerous documentaries for PBS and 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 things like that. So Georgianne is really, she was really a great interview. We also had her on for Hooked on Books. So she did one-on-one author Q and A's with us. Wow. Um, same month. So <laughs> and get get her books because I mean that's amazing. North Carolina's literary heritage is you know, she does a great job in that, in that series that she wrote, NC Literary Trails. Yes. I was like, wow, that sounds really, because what she does is she, she relates back and not just current uh, writers or, or, you know, uh, she goes back, um, you know, into our, our writing history and relates back who was where and what they were writing and, and yeah. And her, her food blog. Food Pilgrim. Yes. Oh my gosh. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. I love, I love talking to her about Food Pilgrim and, and even some of the documentaries that she did and worked on. So Jordan's another great interview. I mean, if, if, if you can reach out to her, she's open to it. She's got a new book coming out, I think in October. Um, awesome. so be, yes. Yeah. Would love to, to talk to them and, and learn so much. Um, so has there been a particular interview or anyone that you've hosted on the writing wall that, that stands out to you? I think they all kind of stand out in their own way. Um, mm-hmm. I think the most recent one was our, um, was our season finale, um, writing wall podcast, uh, guest Mark Cavella. Mark is a really interesting guy to talk with. He wrote, he's written several books, but he writes what they call grit lit. And so I'm kind of thinking like breaking bad. Yes. (laughs) That kind of literature. Um, But I've been reading, I read his ballad of Ricky Risotto and I was just, I was floored. I was like, this is so good. And now I'm going to try, I'm going to try to read the man from Coronado, which is his new book. Uh, He's an interesting guy to interview. He loves, he loves reading history and, and uh, historical biographies and things like that. But he's also very into the wrestling world. Um, You don't have to be a wrestling fan to enjoy his books though. Um, But but it is in there. It's really oh, interesting. That is cool. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Grit lit. Is Grit lit. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. So, um, just curious, what advice do you have for aspiring authors and writers out there, and even aspiring podcasters? I just, I, I say, go for it. I say, do, you know, if, if you're writing historical fiction though, or you're writing any kind of uh, true crime or something, just make sure you do your homework, make sure all the sources are there. Um, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm all for it. If, if you can do it, do it. And, you know, you can, you can always ask for help in the writing community. Um, if you have any questions about publishing, someone's always there, able, willing to assist or offer any kind of information that, you know, you might not have known. I mean, I've learned things from the writing community this past year that I didn't even know about. So, I mean, it's, it's been a great, it's been great connecting with them. Also build up your social media platform because okay. that's, that's going to help you tremendously. Yes. Yes. If, 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 <laughs> if only I had known, of course, now I know, but the importance of marketing and the yeah. importance of building 
the writing community around you um, and then building up your social media because it is, it is, I think that is a very um, important detail that folks don't always talk about. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 pro- and probably too, not just, not just your digital writing community, but your local writing community. If you've got a local writing group or, you know, a group of friends that like to write like you do, or, or are willing to critique one another and, and help one another out. I mean, seek out those resources too, because they are a great help and they're a great connection to have. Yes. And I um, have, um, am a member of Pamlico Writers Group um, out of the eastern part of the state. They're not here out of Fayetteville where I am, but I I do have a few local author friends here. But um, a lot of the writers groups are meeting virtually these days anyway, um, due to COVID. And so they do a awesome job of you know presenting um and having the authors and writers um host and and present and you really do learn so much from each other um and so i agree with that 100 percent well this has been such a fun conversation and i am so glad that i've been able to to get you on hodgepodge and excited about the new book coming out and you know just watching your journey or listening to your journey on the writing wall and just really Um, benefit from it and I believe all of you out there listening will as well so thank you so much Stacey for coming on today thank you so much again for having me Allison it's been great everybody needs to tune in to hodgepodge (laughs) yes yes it's fun and and truly every guest that I I host here I am I just, again, learned so much from. So thank you to all of our listeners. I appreciate your support and continuing to, to tune in and listen to HodgePodge. Make sure to stay tuned for next time.